1: recorded live time to change but not defeat. be Thank <laughs>
4: Amen, amen, amen. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Truly, this is the day that the Lord has made. We have and shall continue to rejoice in it. Even as the opening song said, amen, it won't always be like this. God will perfect that concerning you, and sooner or later, it's going to turn in your favor. Why? Because it's turning around for me. It's turning around for you. Amen. Glory to God. I am your host and the visionary prophet, B. K. Thompson and we welcome you to another edition of Fresh Fire Ministry Sunday Night Live. Amen. We're grateful to God to be back. Amen. Um on tonight. God is an awesome God. And beside him there is none other. No
1: other.
4: <clears throat> Amen. We um truly bless God for the day, for the blessings of the day. Amen. We are excited, amen, about all that God has done, all that he is doing, and for everything he's getting ready to do on tonight. We honor each and every one of you, amen, Fivefold ministry gifts that have joined us on tonight. We're grateful to God for our speaker of the hour. She's no stranger to us, amen, so we're not even going to call her a guest or a visitor, Amen. In the person of Minister Teresa Knowles from Spirit of Life Ministries. Amen. Raleigh, North Carolina. We are truly blessing God on tonight for her. Amen. Being back with us. Amen. For after I don't know how long. Amen. We're grateful to God for our sister, for our friend being back. Amen. To share with us what God has given unto her. And we We truly bless God for you, you, and you, amen, being on the line on tonight. Amen. I see Prophetess Donna in the chat room. God bless you. Well, a woman of God, we thank God for you as well. Amen. Um, Before we go any further, we're going to open with prayer. I'm going to ask Mother Regina if she'll open us up with prayer on tonight. Amen.
5: Amen. Amen. Let's all be on one accord. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you uh, for another day, another time, that we can get together, Lord, and praise you and lift up holy hands and hear a word, Lord, for such a time as this, much-needed word for such a time as this. And we thank you for the woman of God that's going to bring the word tonight. Lord, touch her, anoint her, from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, from the sole of her feet to the crown of her head, and let every ear hear what thus saith the Lord, the word that God has given this great moment of God to bring to this show people, because it's the word that's going to sustain us and keep us. That's there's a cool. blessing at present, and those that have pressed their way tonight to be in this service, there's a blessing at present, no matter what you need spiritually, physically, financially, It is yours. And Lord, we thank you for the man of God. We thank you uh, for the um, the, uh, the anointed one that you have given this uh, city to to have this service, Prophet B.K. Thompson and the First Lady, and continue to bless them coming in and coming out, and to bless them spiritually, physically, and financially. And everybody that's on the line tonight, Receive a blessing. God spoke to me about three weeks ago and said, tell the people the blessings are supersized. And receive your supersized blessing in the name of Jesus the Christ. And, Lord, as we go into the purpose of this service, we give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. 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 Bye.
4: Amen, amen, amen. We thank God for um, Mother Regina opening us up in prayer. Truly we bless God for each and everyone that is coming on um, the line on tonight. <clears throat> Amen. Somebody typed in the uh, in the chat room and said that I sounded like I was exhausted. Amen. That's what happens to you um, when you have to preach and minister to the people. Uh Amen. By the fact that um, I'm exhausted. It's just the fact of uh, when you minister and your voice is about gone. Amen. Uh, Those are sometimes things we uh, run up against, as as the old saints used used to say, or run into and deal with. But nevertheless, God is still good. Amen. And uh, we give him our praise all glory and all honor, amen. We are truly grateful, amen, Um, on today, um, just for his manifold blessings unto us, amen. We ministered on this morning, and we had one um, come back to the Lord. Um, We had one, uh, we actually had one restored Um, And then um, right after we ministered, we witnessed uh, seven baptized on today, immediately following the morning service. Amen. So we are just grateful to God for um, all that took place on today. Amen. Um, At first, when we had... Got up to minister, it was almost like pulling teeth. Amen. Um I felt like Mother Regina, I was preaching to the to the first church of the frozen chosen tabernacle.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah.
4: Come on. Come on. But at one point in the message I said, Get up off me in here. Amen. <laughs> and uh they 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 finally begin to understand and realize who 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 they was dealing with and got on board and began to ride with us. Hello, somebody.
6: Come on, Amen. man,
4: and and uh, realize that I didn't come to play patty cake or ring around the roses. Hmm. Amen. Um, and I'm... finally begin to re- receive what the Lord had to say. And I'm grateful unto God, amen, for all that took place on today and for how he met us in the house. Amen, glory to God, amen. I am just thankful and grateful um, just for what he's doing in this season of our lives. And I don't know who wouldn't serve a God like this, amen, just to see the one so, amen. Um, To the altar, there were other lives that were changed and blessed and even uh, told me how they were blessed by the service and blessed by the word. But just to see that one soul come to the altar with tears flowing down their face that they wanted to make a new commitment and uh, rededicate came to the altar and had let me know that they had once been saved and they had once uh, been baptized, but sometimes the cares of this life. And I looked at her and I said, sweetheart, you got to understand and realize the word of God said that uh, the Holy Ghost is married to you. And she looked at me and I said, honey, the Bible tells me God is married to the backslider. And she kind of stood there and looked at me out the corner of her eye and I said, "Read the bible the The Bible said God is married to you. He has a covenant with you. He's married to you. All you have to do is uh is reestablish connection, reestablish covenant. and when she said she was ready to make that reconnection, I was just so excited to see um her face light up, and she was ready to Tell God, yes, in spite of all she had gone through and endured. And that's what it's about. It's about the kingdom, one soul. Only one soul. If It is only I one see. soul. The angels in heaven rejoice over one soul that repenteth. So I'm grateful to God on today. Amen, for that one soul and even the other souls that were blessed, but that one that came back amen, to rededicate and recommit and to come home. And I bless God on today, amen. That was worth, amen, the whole service to me. Hallelujah. So many times we have so many shenanigans and everything else going on in church. Some of that stuff need to be cut out and and shut down and threw out. But just that one soul. And so I'm grateful unto God. Amen. Uh but I'm not going to hold you on tonight as it were. Um, we have a very capable and well able woman of God. Amen. <clears throat> uh who God has chosen and anointed and appointed for such a time as this. Amen. Here tonight to uh share with us what God has given unto her. And um I can't even begin to remember just exactly how long I have known her. Um, but one thing that I do know is that since I have known her, um, she has always remained the same. Um, she has always remained, um, a true woman of God. Money. Um, being on social media and being on conference calls and things of that nature, I have came across some very fickle and some very interesting individuals. Um, but I'm grateful Unto God that she is she is one that has always remained the same. Um, we don't talk every day. Um, I may not hear from her every day, and let let me say this: we have never talked on the phone. We have never picked up the phone and called one another, but I may be on Facebook and I'll get a message, pop up, and sometimes things she sends me will have me in the floor because that's just her persona and her character, and that's just how she ministers to folks sometimes, and she will have me in stitches. And and the thing of it is, it's right when she sends me these things, is just at that pivotal moment, just when I need them the most. And I'm like, you know what, if I was anywhere near you, I would throw something at you because you and just I, don't know it. Just, I just, it. just when I, I needed this.
5: When I was about eight or nine, Miss Pee Wee Williams taught me. And I bless
4: God for the um, wanda. I, I truly bless God for Minister Teresa because um just from the inception of knowing her, she has always been a man, the true epitome of a woman of God. And I'm grateful for those kingdom connections, those godly connections <clears throat> because all connections are not God connections. <clears throat> All connections are not kingdom connections. And I I have deemed her, <clears throat> um, which is the inside thing between she and I, amen, uh, the black pile of white. And one day we'll be able to, amen, explain that. But I praise God for her. She's my sister. She's my friend. Amen. Most importantly, Amen. We are co-laborers in the gospel, and I'm grateful to God that she was able to accept my invitation to come, amen, and share with us on tonight what God has given unto her. She, amen, is a part of Spirit of Life Ministries, amen, which hails out of Baltimore, Maryland. She's a resident of Raleigh, North Carolina, amen. She is an ordained um, evangelist. Amen. She's been chosen, anointed, and appointed for such a time as this. Amen. To go forth and to destroy the kingdom of the enemy. If you have never heard her, you are in for a treat. I, um, I encourage you, amen, to prepare your hearts and minds to hear what heaven has to say. As I introduce to some, and present to others God's messenger of the hour, in the person of Minister. Teresa knows God's people, God's people, excuse me, evangelist. Teresa knows, let's receive her at this time. God bless you, woman of God.
2: Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much, um, Prophet BK. I thank you so much for the opportunity to speak on your line again. I did just want to clarify just one thing. I actually will be ordained within the next couple of months. Uh, I have actually been a minister of the gospel um, for eight years now. Uh, of course, most of you know that I am a pastor's kid. I've been in church my whole life. I've shared with people that I've had, I have had my first encounter with God at the age of four. And I have just been crazy, crazy, crazy about the Lord ever since. And so on tonight, I would like to give honor to God. I'd like to give honor to Jesus, my Lord and Savior, I give honor to the man servant over this powerful ministry, prophet b k. Thompson, to all of the fellow men and women of God who are assembled on the line, friends, guests, everyone who, under the sound of my voice, I thank you for coming on the line tonight. It's not about me, it's about God. It is my prayer that God will use me as an earthen vessel fit to be used by him. You know, I, I tell people all the time, anytime I get an opportunity to, to bring forth a word from the Lord, I I kind of get butterflies in my stomach because it reminds me of the time when God was chasing me and I was running full speed trying to get away from him because I did not want to answer the call until it dawned on me it is truly a blessing to be chosen and to be chased by God. It is an honor and a privilege when God appoints or calls you to be his mouthpiece. And so on tonight, I'm not going to hold you long. Um, there is a word from the Lord. Um, I, as I stated earlier, I did teach um, Sunday school earlier today. I uh, went to worship service and then I fellowship with some of the dance um, ministry um, dancers. And I rested and then I kind of sat still through the course of the day asking God, what did he want me to say to his people? I asked God, what do you want me to say to your people? And a couple of hours ago, I was just sitting there and I was thinking, okay, Lord, I don't have a whole lot of time. You haven't given me something. (laughs) You know, give me something. And how many of you know that God will give a word that's intended for those who are present under the sound of a man or woman of God's voice. That word is for them. The word comes to the mouthpiece first. And as the Lord started sharing some things to me and downloading some things within me, I said, wow, he's talking to me in the sense of this is one of those issues in the body of Christ that no one really wants to talk about. People try to brush over it. But when the word of God talks about something uh, specific uh, in the body of Christ, God wants us to talk about it. And so on tonight, the word from the Lord will be coming from Matthew, the 15th chapter, um, The word that the Lord gave me, it it went from verses 1 through 20. I won't take that long, but just so that I can set it up so that you can understand what the Lord has to say to all of us on tonight. I will go through it pretty quickly. I'm reading from the King James Version. And the word of God reads, Matthew chapter 15, verses 1 through 20. Then the scribes and Pharisees who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus, saying, Why do your disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. He answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father or mother, let him be put to death. But you say, whoever says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God. Then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Hypocrites. Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. When he had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear and understand. Not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out the mouth, this defiles a man. Then his disciples came and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into a ditch. Then Peter answered and said to him, Explain this parable to us. So Jesus said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not yet understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his words. Heavenly Father, I submit myself to you on tonight as your earthen vessel. Lord, let the words that fall from my lips be your words and not mine. Lord, decrease me so that you may increase. Lord, I ask that you will open the hearts of the people to receive what you have to say to them. Lord, I ask that the word will fall on fertile ground. I ask that the people of God will not just hear the word, but that they will also apply the word. I thank you for the opportunity to speak on your behalf. Lord, I ask that you will move mightily. I ask that the Holy Spirit will have free reign on this line tonight. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And so the word of tonight is it's time to address the mask of holiness. It's time to address the mask of holiness. Commandments of man will not get us into heaven. Many of us grew up on traditions, traditions, only to find out later in life that many of the traditions that we grew up on or that we followed were created by man. Many of us grew up on traditions, many of us. The Pharisees existed to preserve and demonstrate God's laws. And in their zeal to do this, they built up a system. It was, it was based on their own interpretation, which became a body of traditions that often superseded Scripture when the two sources did not agree. The ceremonial washing was one of those traditions. Now, just as I read, Jesus showed no mercy to the ones who were the supposed shepherds of the people. Hypocrite was a Greek Greek term describing someone who acted the part of another. Now, Corbin was a practice in which an individual dedicated possessions to God but retained the use of those possessions. Now, traditions can be dangerous because they are human inventions. I'm going to say that again. Traditions can be dangerous because they are human inventions. When they clash with Scripture... The initial reaction sometimes is to preserve what people have created rather than to preserve God's word. Mm. The things that people come up with, you may not ever see it in the word of God. They are their ideas, and God has an issue with that. And so as a reference, the Lord took me to 1 Samuel 7. I went there, I said, okay, let me look at this. Let me go to the Old Testament as I was looking at that, he, he was showing me how um, Prophet Samuel called for the Israelites to put away their false gods and serve God alone. They complied, and in anticipation of an attack by the Philistines, they asked Samuel to pray to God for protection. So to honor God's provision, they established a tradition in honor of God's protection. And they talked about, uh, in my study, it talked about there was one of those customs. It was a a thing called phylacteries or small containers holding scriptures that were worn by the Jews. Now, as you dig into the Old Testament, there are a lot of traditions in the Old Testament. However, traditions provide a reminder to us of who God is and where he has taken us. And they are an integral part of the Christian faith. And when we keep them, we come closer to understanding what God has done for us and desires to do through us. But Mm. God doesn't want us to lose sight of traditions that don't line up with the word of God. Mm. God's concern is that we get so caught up into let's follow tradition, but are you following the word of God? Mm. Following traditions doesn't reflect whether you are right standing with God. It's an outward action showing honor to God. But you have to ask yourself, who created these traditions?
5: That's right. If you
2: refuse to eat certain things, if you uh, wear certain clothes, is that a guarantee or is that showing proof that you are right standing with God?
1: If you touch
2: the chameleon table covered in white starch pressed uh, cloth, does that guarantee you are right standing with God? I know I'm not the only one on this call that was told I better not touch that communion table. I used to think I was going to hit hell if I touched the communion table.
1: That's
5: right.
2: But when I grew up, I realized it's not about touching the table, it was honoring the symbolism of the communion, the blood that Jesus died on the cross. But there was a whole, that was just one example of traditions that I was taught. I was scared I was going to hell if I touched that table. Now, many of our churches put more emphasis on tradition than the commandments of God. As Jesus was just saying, you are so concerned about the disciples washing their hands. But look about what you did. Talking hmm. to honor your father and your mother. And then you turned, they turned it around to a different interpretation. And many of us are exposed to that right now.
5: That's right. We,
2: uh, tra- uh, following traditions is more important than telling people to live right.
4: That's right. You
2: tell people to live right. Yeah. And then as you think about it, as, you, as the scripture that I just read, it talked about, you know, defilement comes from within. It's not from what we eat. This human body that God created, which is an angel, everything that we eat, it passes through our body. It's called waste. This body that God gave us, whatever we digest, it processes through our body and then it comes out. But those things that proceed out of our hearts reveal exactly what is within us,
1: the holiness.
2: I just said them. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, blasphemy. Are we telling people they need to not be doing those type of things rather than how they should be dressed or what they should be eating? What's more important? What is more important? What demonstrates holiness in a believer's life? Is it how you're dressed and what you're eating or what you're touching or what assembly you're in? Why do we put so much emphasis on those things but not on sin? Why don't we talk about the Ten Commandments? Oh Why don't God. we talk about them anymore? When is the last time you went to church and someone actually talked about the Ten Commandments, but they talk about traditional stuff, don't they? Yep. God says, get back to my commandments. Mm. Because just because you follow transit, uh, tra- traditions doesn't mean that you're in right standing with me. Hmm. Yeah. We have to do some soul searching. What does the word of God say about our hearts? It's deceitfully wicked, is it not?
5: Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: You could have on the nicest gear, the nicest outfit. You could stand behind the communion table. You could, I, I mean, you could have the best attire on in the place. But what does your life say about you? Are you demonstrating a life of holiness past what you're wearing?
4: Oh Pass God. what you're
2: saying? Pass yeah. what you're doing? Are yeah. you living a life of holiness? God says it's time to address the mask of holiness. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are many people who feel like, well, if I go up to the altar, unless the bishop addresses me, they feel like that prayer is not going to get to God.
4: Come mm-hmm. on, Terri.
3: preaching.
2: When you, when you believe that someone possesses power to get to God because of tradition or because of their attire or because of how people have put them up on a pedestal, you mm. need to check yourself.
5: You better it.
2: Just because you follow traditions does not mean that your prayers get past the ceiling. Mm.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: We have to have people who are walking and living and breathing holiness, Mm-hmm. holiness we have people who believe if they don't follow traditions they are not going to heaven
6: you better preach
2: god is saying oh. pay attention pay attention commandments were created by man yeah why aren't you looking at my commandments what are you doing with my commandments when in the last time you talked about them you preached about them you talked you uh taught a lesson about them why aren't we talking about those things anymore well how do we demonstrate a life of holiness how can you see holiness in a person we have said this many times the life that we live may be the only Bible that someone may ever read does your life demonstrate holiness does it And Jesus had to check them. He had to tell them, not washing hands does not defile a man. It does not. And they went through a whole process. It wasn't just, you know, stick your hands under the water. They did a ritual with washing their hands back then. There was a certain way, a certain method, a certain, like I said, a ritual that they had to do. And they were upset because the disciples didn't follow the ritual. But don't we do that? Don't we get upset about the simple stuff? Yep. What about the big stuff? Why aren't we concerned about souls? Okay. Why aren't we concerned about souls? That's just like in the body of Christ. If you are in church and an alcoholic walks in church, Oh my God. And I, and and the person walks down that center aisle. Oh when the my. usher approaches him or the deacon or the church clerk or whomever approaches that person, do they sit them down on that first pew? Or do they try to tuck them away because they smell bad?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or do you push do you push them out the side door because you don't want them to interrupt what's going on during the service?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's a soul when people come into our church and they may not be dressed properly, they they may not fit the mold, they might not do certain things that we do, are we supposed to judge them by how they, how they enter into the church? Is the church not a hospital?
5: That's right. That's what it is.
2: The church is a hospital. Why would we get consumed with how they present themselves? Or they don't sit this way, or they don't come from this uh, denomination or they don't come from that denomination mm-hmm. or they don't speak in tongues or they don't do this or they don't do that and this is the way it should be done they are a soul
5: mm-hmm. that's
2: what it's about if we're saying we're holy we are righteous we are the people of god we've got to get past we well, they didn't do that right so we have an issue with it they are a soul that's why I tell people, I have spoken to women in my church because I was approached by men in leadership saying, Minister Teresa, will someone speak to this young lady's mother because she comes in church every Sunday with her skirt up to her neck, four-inch mm. heels, and we are distracted mm. by her. And when I approached one of the mothers and I said, ma'am, You know, some of the men in the church have said your daughter is a a distraction. She said, well, they need to get over it. My daughter can wear what she wants to wear. Mm I said, no, no. I need to talk to your daughter. I need to mentor her because at the end of the day, this is a house of worship. Now, if your daughter wants to sit on the front or second pew, she will be covered. But at the same time, if a prostitute walks in the church, and all her skin is hanging out, I'm not going to berate her because that's how she came to church. But I am going to say to her that if she's going up to the front of the church, and, you know, ushers are taught that you don't place a woman like that in the front of the church. But there's a way to not condemn her. Because just be thankful that she walked into the church. Yeah. We want to focus on how she's dressed instead of the fact that she's in the house of God. This is an opportunity for us to, to introduce her to Christ.
1: I mean. But we
2: we caught up in tradition that we don't want to minister to her because of how she's dressed or how yeah. she looks or how he smells and because he's an alcoholic. Or if a homeless person walks in the church, nobody wants to sit next to him because of the foul odor. But guess what? We don't know what it took for them to get into the church.
6: That's right. So
2: if they made it that far, it's up to us to get them to the altar or get them to Jesus. But we want to get bogged down into the way it should be or it shouldn't be that way or they look this way or whatever or they don't fit this or they don't fit that. Jesus is saying your your, uh, attention is off. You're distracted by stuff that don't make sense. We're supposed to help people, yes. but we don't want to because they're not following what we are accustomed to or what we have been taught. And I've told people this many times. You know, some people say, well, it's a traditional type thing where, you know, if you're a female minister, well, we're not going to put you in the pulpit. Well, for me, God told, told me years ago I, that I don't need a platform. John the Baptist didn't have one. He stood out in the, he stood out in the field preaching to people. You know, it's not about yeah. a platform, but there are some traditions or some type of, you know, uh, the way that they do things. Well, we don't want female ministers in the pulpit. Okay. If I come to your church and I'm asked if I'm a, a woman of God and I say yes, and you say, well, we prefer for you to sit on the floor. We don't have women up in the pulpit. You know how I'm going to respond to that? Yes, sir. I will honor the man or woman of God over that house. But at the same time, you don't realize how many people are looking at the fact that you won't allow women in your pulpit. What does that say? What are are you telling people?
5: That's
2: right. I'm just using that as an example because I have experienced that. I have been told, you know what, I don't believe in female ministers, but Minister Teresa, if you come to my church, like for the women's program or, you know, Mother's Day, oh, you can speak to the church, but you've got to speak to them from the floor. I don't let women stand in my pulpit. You know what? I said, okay, thank you. And so when that happened to me, I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, why is it that you go from this church to that church? One church will receive you. You are a woman of God, God bless you, blending in with everybody else. And then you go somewhere else and they tell me I got to stand on the floor because we just don't believe in that. And God told me it doesn't matter about a platform. You speak wherever you have opportunity. And after I went to him about that, that preacher had to come back to me two years later and he apologized. He said God convicted him and told him how dare you. Uh, prevent women from being in your pulpit. I'm just using that as an example. But we do that all the time because of a tradition or, you know, uh, because this is how we were told this is the way it's supposed to be done. We focus so much on that. What about the souls that are coming through that church? We have too much work to do. Look at what's going on in the world right now. We have to get people saved we got to get people to Jesus and we're distracted so when are the people of God going to address these things when are we going to focus more on the commandments of God instead of traditions we have leaders in our churches that will discipline the flock over tradition more than sin do I need to say that again
5: No, we have
2: leaders in our church who will discipline flocks over tradition more than sin. You will sit somebody down because they didn't follow tradition, but you won't sit them down because they are openly engaging in a life of sin. What's wrong with that picture?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, on tonight, one of the things that God kept stressing to me ask the people of God, what is my heart condition?
5: Oh my goodness. What is
2: my heart condition? Jesus wow. just told them. He just said that to them. What about, he said, but those things, he said, do not yet understand that whatever the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. Those are the things that defile a man. What is in your heart that can defile you? God wants to ask for each one of you to ask yourself that question tonight, what is your heart condition that can defile you? Can you show me that one? Yeah. What is your heart condition? Am I more more focused on complying to tradition more than my relationship with God? Think about that. Am I more focused on complying to tradition? more than my relationship with God. And I want to make sure you understand something. God didn't say that all tradition was wrong. He's just saying do not follow tradition when it contradicts the word of God. You're focusing on something that is not important instead of the things that are important. What about sin? What about the people who are bound in sin? We sit people down because they didn't follow tradition. But what other stuff are you refusing to sit people down for that you should be sitting them down for? Mm -hmm. Am I more concerned with what I consume, what I put in my body, or should I be concerned about what comes out of my heart?
5: That's
2: right. God is concerned about your heart condition. God wants us to stop focusing on man-made stuff. We already know man can make a mess out of stuff. We already know that. There's evidence of that. But at the same time, it's like God is saying, don't get distracted. You see how upset they were that the disciples didn't wash their hands in the the, the ritual way that they had been instructed to do it? That was their focus. Why is that why is that such a focus for us? God is saying follow my commandments. That's what
5: he's
2: Anytime you put more focus on man's commandments than God's, you got a problem.
5: Yes, you do. Know.
2: You got a big problem. You got to follow God's commandments. There was a time that you would hear people talk about those commandments often. You don't hear about them anymore, do you? Nope. Nobody really talks about the Ten Commandments anymore.
5: Mm-mm.
2: They're glossed over.
5: Yep.
2: They are, re- they are glossed over. But we talk a whole lot about tradition. Am I wrong or am I right? You're right. We talk a lot about traditions. And so tonight, you know, I was thinking about that thing today, and I was thinking, Lord, oh, my goodness. And one of the things he reminded me, yes, specific food regulations were given in the Old Testament, but the religious leaders had developed them as part of their oral tradition. The process had progressed to the point that some religious leaders believe righteousness and unrighteousness could be determined by the food that you ate. Think about that. Some religious leaders believe that righteousness and unrighteousness could be determined by the food that you ate. That yeah. Jesus con- Jesus condemned that belief because it obscured the real issue. It's the heart, not food, that's the source of in- uncleanness. It's your heart. It is your heart. Oh. And so on tonight, as I close, as I stated. The word the Lord gave me was it's time to address the mask of holiness. What is your heart condition? What is it?
5: Okay.
2: Don't get distracted by traditions, but focus on your heart condition. Because as yes. I just said, at the end of the day, Jesus said it very plainly about the heart. You've got to keep up with where your heart is. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to show exactly what's really, really going on with you. It's really going to show. And I am concerned about sin, about people getting delivered, people getting saved, set That's free. Right. That's right. I'm telling you, as, as this world continues to go through the new administration that we have, and... Um, Brother BK can tell you one of our, our most shared scriptures, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. When the people start running to the house of God, they're not come gonna on. come in there and be uh spick and span and they're not even gonna know what the traditions are. So when they show up and they don't know what the traditions are, we can't block them block their entry. We gotta receive them as they are and get them to Christ. So we, we so distracted on, well, it's got to be this way, it's got to be that way, it's got to, you know, no. We got to get prepared for the, the influx of people that are going to come to our churches. When they hit those doors, we can't let tradition dictate whether we can receive them or not. Because they're you know, coming. If you don't think they're coming, they are coming. This world, our nation, what we're going through right now, the people will be running to the house of God. God is not playing. And they have ignored God and will continue to ignore God. And the sad thing about it is I remember 9-11. Everybody was in church. But how long did it last? And I don't know what it's going to take to get them back to God. I don't know. And I pray every day. We don't know God's thoughts. We don't know his ways. But we do know God has a a mysterious way of getting our attention. Does he not? He does. So when the influx of people run to the house of God, we can't be distracted by tradition. We have to receive them because they are souls. We can't look at them as, Uh, prostitutes and alcoholics and any other name, any other type of thing out there. We have to look at them. When they hit that door, they are sold. Traditions have to take a seat because there is a sense of urgency in the atmosphere right now. There is a spirit of heaviness in the atmosphere right now, and I know I'm not the only one that feels it. As someone who is up at 3 and 4 and 5 a.m., laboring before the lord i know that there is something in the atmosphere we have got to be prepared we can't afford to be distracted and we have to remind people of god's commandments not man's god's commandments we have to please god we've got to please god we've got to do it god wants us to demonstrate a life of holiness not mask it by tradition. And some may say, well, this sermon is is harsh, or maybe I'm trying to knock down what you've been taught your whole life. That's not what it's about. I received this word before I shared it with you. There are certain things that we do. We don't even know why we do them. We just do them. We don't know why. And some of us will never question why we do those things. But when it comes to things that block us from ministering to people and getting them to Christ, we really, really need to table that stuff, literally. Because people who come through those doors, they're not going to know nothing about traditions. But they're coming through those doors for a reason. And when they hit those doors, what, how are we going to receive them? How are we going to minister to them? I have ministered to many homeless people. And they have told me that they don't trust church people. And I asked them why. And they said, you all help us to make yourselves feel good. It's not about really helping us. It's about making you feel good about what you did for us. We don't feel loved because after you come down here, you feed us one meal when we're hungry every day. You go back to your lives and it's like, oh, that's just like a little check mark on my to-do list for things I had to do for my church to say I did it. Now, you know, that hurt my feelings. But then I thought about that. There's a lot of truth to that. If homeless people show up at your church, how are you going to treat them? How will you receive them? When they don't know the protocol, they don't know. But how are you going to treat them? And I do believe God is going to give us plenty of opportunities. He's going to test us on that, really test us. Do we really, do we really believe that we're sold out for Christ? Do we really truly believe that we need to get as many people saved as possible? Or we just that's just lip service? What is important to us?
5: Yeah.
2: What is important? Well, what is important to God? What pleases God? And God has already shown us. Men can have good ideas, but we need to have God ideas. We can come up with plenty of good ideas. I'm sure our current president thought what he was doing was a good idea, and it's not. We have to get some God ideas, and where do we get those from? We get those from seeking God's face. Lord, what do you want us to do? Help us to get prepared for the influx of people that's getting ready to come into our ministries. Give us prepared for that. And I truly believe this word tonight was one of the things that God is saying, get prepared. Yeah. Don't get distracted by traditions. I mean, there's some traditions out there. I have no earthly idea where they came from. I don't even think people know where they came from. It's just from generation to generation to generation. They were told that's the way to do it. But if you question them about where is it in the word of God, ask them to show it to you and see if they can show it to you. So on tonight, and I said I was closing 10 minutes ago, but the Lord says, what is your heart condition? It is time to address the mask of holiness. Don't just make a, put up appearances of, you know, living a life of holiness. Truly be living a life of holiness. Don't be fronting. Are you really living a life of holiness or are you just following tradition? And with that, I close. May the Lord be blessed. Amen.
4: My, 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 my. <clears throat> The old saints would get them say, did not our hearts burn while the word of God
3: was coming forth.
4: That was one of them, Mother Carter, uh, what they used to say, Um, that was one of them kind of words that would knock you upside the head uh, yes. and make you think.
1: hmm Um
4: very powerful.
3: Yes. Very um
4: very thought provoking. So many valid points that you made on today that I had... First of all, um, I could hear Lady T in the other room that I believe if you was in the same room, she probably would have threw something at you. And then secondly... I was sitting here like, Lord, Uh, she done said so many things that I've been thinking about recently, even today. Um, You know, you get to a point where you know the word of God. You know what God requires. You know uh, what his word says. Uh, the word of God speaks about following his word, line up on line, precept upon yes. precept. And you get to a place where you sit and you look and you think. And then you begin to shake your head. And it's like, God, I don't understand. And there's so much that you really want to say. Because nowadays, we're dealing with a generation of camouflaged
3: Christians.
4: Well, what is a camouflaged Christian? the Christian that only lets you see what they want you to see. Yes. They say one thing, but they do another. They only show you the side of them that they
3: want revealed.
4: And I remember a message that I heard um, several years ago that, that simply said, Will the real saint please stand up? But nowadays I scratch my head because I'm trying to find out if there are any real saints left. And if there are, they're few and far between. Because Mm -hmm. the saints of God
3: are not like they used to be.
4: Especially when you made the statement about setting folk down for not following religious traditions, I believe you said, instead of setting them down for outright sin. Yes. And, you know, it just really makes my skin crawl. Because the word of God tells us God requires us to be holy. He told us, be ye holy for I am holy. He didn't say... What well, you might want to be holy. He didn't say, Well, think about being holy And <clears throat> the book of, of uh Proverbs talks about six things that the Lord hates and seven that are an abomination. And Minister Teresa, there are so many things in those six things that the Lord hates and seven that are an abomination mm-hmm. that the saints of God do that they don't realize that God really hates and cannot stand. Yeah. But yet we we still jumping, we still shouting, we still bucking. We still hooking them in the side and tying the bow tie. Yes. And I sat back and I wonder, God, what happened to the body? I told the people this, this morning while I was preaching I said, I'm sick of the church. I'm sick of church. The church has shut down. God is tired of church because the church has become so ritualistic. Yes. The church has become so man-made. The church has become so so idolized. God is looking for kingdoms. God is looking for those that's going to walk with a kingdom mindset, operate out of the kingdom agenda. God is saying, where are my kingdom people? God don't care about church no more. He's looking for his kingdom citizens. And so many things you said tonight, Lord, have mercy. I would just have to slap you right about now. Because God is saying something. Yes. But who's listening? Who's applying it?
3: Church folk in a
4: little white lies. They tell one lie to cover up another lie to cover up another lie, and then by the time they told so many lies, they forgot the, the last lie they told to cover up the first lie, and so now they got caught in all the lies, and they just got to come out and reveal the truth of why they didn't do what they said they was going to do. Yeah. But they forgot the words that God hates a liar, and a liar won't tear it into sight. The saints are nowhere near like they used to be.
3: And I just shake
4: my head because I know the heart of God is grieved. Yeah. But everybody wants a title. Everybody wants a position. Everybody wants a briefcase, a glass of water, a seat in the pit, but nobody has power. Nobody has oil. Nobody has anointing. Nobody wants to hear sound doctrine. No one can endure sound doctrine because they've not taken time to consecrate themselves. Everybody wants an offering. Everybody wants um, a uh PayPal account, a GoFundMe account. Everybody wants their name and lights on a marquee. My name is Jimmy, give me, give me, give me. Praise the Lord and give me your pocketbook. What's yep. the biggest offering I can get from you? I'll probably to to you, but you got to give me $50. We have become so, so itemized when the kingdom
3: used to be about souls.
4: I can't come preach for you unless you sign a contract. I can't come preach for you unless you buy me a plane ticket. I can't come preach for you unless, 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 unless. Yes, I know the kingdom of God is a business, but there are some things when a soul is at stake, you should forget all of that and say, to hell with all of that. It's not about a dollar, but we should get back to the basic principles where the kingdom is about souls.
6: Yes,
4: amen, amen. I've called many people who have told me over the years, we family, we brothers, we sisters. You can't come preach for me, not unless I buy you two and three and four and five plane tickets and put you in hotels and buy you this Mm. food and buy you that food and do this and do that Mm. and do the, the hell with you. You ain't about kingdom. You're you about filling your wallets yes,
5: and your God. checking
4: account. Yes. What about seeing the souls delivered
5: yes, it, and yes, free yes.
4: by the power and the authority of the Holy yes. Ghost?
5: Hallelujah.
4: All right, I'm done. Somebody about to get offended. Mm.
1: Somebody about to get
4: upset and start posting stuff on Facebook. Somebody about to get upset and start doing a Periscope or I'm about to lose some friends. And you know what? At this day and age, I don't care about friends. Get mad at me, I don't care. Because if you're not about kingdom, I can care less.
3: It don't bother me.
4: Because you're hurting nobody but yourself. I get so tired. Every time I look up on Facebook, people are so concerned about preaching engagements. Call me, call me, call me, call me, call me. And in will actuality, you, are not worried about a preaching engagement. you worry worried about a dollar. Just put on there and send me some money. Everywhere I look up, and it's time out for the extra. The word of God said your gift, your anointing will make room for you and put you before great men. You ain't got to beg nobody for a preaching engagement.
2: Hallelujah.
4: You ain't got to beg nobody to, to call you to come minister. Get in the face of God and God will open you a door.
3: It is time out for the extra. I don't have to get
4: on I don't have to get on Facebook, my book, your book, or your granny's book, begging nobody to call me to come preach.
3: It's about winning souls for the kingdom. I got a website
4: that I've had since two thousand and seven two thousand eight. I'm not going around blasting folk, telling folk you got to go on my website. You, 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 you got to go on my website, and so you got to go on my website and uh, book me to preach. You got to go on my website, and they're all over Facebook doing it. Apostles and bishops and prophets and pastors and when were, when did we lose sight about the main agenda for the kingdom? Everywhere I look up, and it's made me sick to my stomach, I can understand, okay, this is my new website, go visit it, check it out, praise the Lord. Every day I get on Facebook, you post it, check out my website, call me to come preach, send me an offering. Every day, something wrong, and then you wonder why nobody's calling you to preach. Nobody's calling you to come and minister. No, doors are not opening for you. People need to get back to the basics, where it's all about the kingdom. You, you, you served me up tonight. And I told God, I said, God, I've been silent too long. But I'm going to start opening my mouth because some stuff just makes no sense to me anymore. We got too that's many sick. folks that are supposed to be saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, shacking. But yet, we're going to see the king,
3: and we're going to see his face in peace. God is not pleased. He said, flee
4: fornication. It's better to marry than to burn in hell. But nowadays, we approve anything, we condone anything. That's not the word of God. Yes, I know the word said, with love and kindness have I drawn you. But did not the work that there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof leadeth to destruction. Wake up, people of God. Whew. Okay, ran over. Hallelujah. That word just me tonight.
2: Hallelujah, hallelujah. Man of God, I will share this with you. When the Lord gave me that word, I asked the Lord, I said, you want me to talk about this? Um, because it, some may consider it to be a harsh word, but it is the truth, and it is. Um, it the truth hurts because things that we consider to be simple acts or simple actions, they do have a bigger impact than we realize, especially when it comes to kingdom business. But. God is God is speaking about this now for a reason. He's speaking about it now for a reason. And, you know, I have what I call a healthy fear of God. I fear God. And when he tells me to speak and he tells me to address this, there are times when I'm like, Lord, you want me to say that? And this was one of those times. And so I must obey God. And I got the word first. I got it first. It made my heart burn. But I pray that it was received and that people will understand that God is saying this now for a reason. And he wants a response from us. Now that Most you've definitely. heard what he what he's saying, he wants a response. So how are we going to respond? So I'll hush. Praise the Lord.
4: That that is that is very vital and that's very important. When God speaks, um I remember a friend of mine wrote a book, Awesome Woman of God in Fayetteville, North Carolina. She wrote a book, When God Speaks, You Better Listen. But as God speaks and we listen, he's waiting on our response. He's looking for our actions to what he has said. It's not just the fact of he's spoken, we've heard it, and we're to sit down. We have become too lax. And I've had so many people, and I'm getting ready to open the floor for comments. I've had so many people down through the years. I'm your brother. I'm your sister. We family. We in this together. <clears throat> but at the end of the day, when you really need family and you really need them, are they supposed to be there for you? They're yes. never there. They're never there. We're never in this together like they say. And it bothers you at first. And it really becomes aggravating at first. But then I step back and I say, well, Look how they've done Jesus. And Jesus went through more than I could ever imagine, endure, or deal with. So, God, I may have had a moment, but, God, I know I can get through even this. Because it really becomes frustrating when you give your all and you love hard. Because I've always been one to love hard. And I've always been one to love with my all. And it's never been reciprocated. And it's always became frustrating, especially when it comes to the kingdom and ministry and going forth. Especially when God assigns something to your hands and you're supposed to have people... That will help you and link up with you and join with you to destroy the kingdom of the enemy. That becomes very difficult when you have people that's supposed to be family, and it's like, okay, well, I can contact this one or that one, and we can come together and we, we can get this done. Well, I can do that, but I need a plane ticket for me and my wife, and I need hotel room, and I need this, and I need this, but you know when I called you, I didn't have that. Um, well, the thing of it is, but we family, and so I dealt with that a lot, and I don't say anything, I may have my moment, but then... I'll go away and I'll come back. But I'm learning these things happen. And I'm grateful to God for these experiences because they come to make me stronger. And I'm grateful to God that I don't have that thin skin anymore. And I'm learning who I am in God and who he is in me. And I'm learning that there were times that I was doing permanent things with temporary people.
5: Yes, Lord.
4: And so that word tonight just stirred up some things on the inside of me. And I'm grateful to God for you and for the word that you brought forth. Powerful. Very powerful. I bless God for you at all times.
2: Thank you. Thank you, man of God.
4: At this time, I'm going to open the floor for remarks and encouraging words for Minister Teresa. The floor is open at this time. Um, first on my list is Mama LeVar. Oh, God bless you,
5: Minister Teresa.
2: God bless you. Thank you.
5: That that word was confirmation from the Word of God. Every, every, everything said, you said, know, some of it, everything you said, I had already had this conversation. So I had already talked to uh, some people about it, even the pastor, because those were questions that I needed answers to because I didn't understand why. But when you came online tonight, And you spoke that word, that came
4: straight
5: from heaven. I don't care who who else is for whatever, but I'm here to tell you tonight that it was for me. And I thank God for it. With every breath of my body, you just don't know. I was sitting here in shock listening to you because you were so word for word. It doesn't get any better than that. You keep doing what you're doing. You keep um, listening to God because you were trying to figure out what you were going to say. And he already knew that somebody had to know something. Yes. And you don't know. This is my first time even hearing your voice. So I'm grateful for the confirmation. Grateful to God. I'm grateful for you. You hang in there and fight that fight, honey, because you're the one that the people of God are are looking for. And you're the one, the one of the ones that are needed and that's going to be in that struggle. uh, So get ready ready for the fight, honey. Yes. And God bless you so,
3: so much.
2: God bless you. Thank you so much.
4: Is there anyone else?
5: Yes, I thank God tonight for hearing the woman of God. I just want to say to you, woman of God, that as my pastor would tell us sometime that we didn't know when to shout, I'm going to say that sometimes we don't know when we done got a word because everything you brought out tonight was a word straight from the throne room of heaven. God gave it to you to give to us. Because these are issues that we are facing in the house of God these days, mm. and I just thank God for you. I thank God that you you brought it down. I mean, you just you didn't deviate. You did not try to dress it up. You didn't try to sugarcoat it. You just put it out there like it. I, as the one little young lady I know, say like a TIE, and yes, I just thank God for you. And I pray that you be restored, that that you be refilled in, in, in what all you put out tonight. I just want someone else to just put it back into you because, woman of God, you came down the line. You continue to do what the Lord tells you to do.
2: Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you. Praise the Lord.
5: Awesome word, Sister Teresa. Also word for such a time as this. Been through some of that. What you're talking about? My reply to those that told me I could not go in the pulpit. I told them the pulpit wasn't clean enough for me to come up in there. So
2: <laughs> that's a good response.
5: Did <laughs> I told them I preached that outside and preached behind the door? It Didn't make me any difference. But uh, you brought it also tonight, an awesome word tonight—an on-time word. And God use your mighty. And God use your mighty. And you stay blessed. Love you much.
2: Love you, mother. Thank you.
3: Anyone else? Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, this is my first time on the on the prayer line. Um, I thank you, praise God for that word. I truly do. Um, it was right on time. And I thought about a few things when you're in a low place, I remember being in a shelter and different ones that came by each day, different ministries and stuff to feed the homeless. Uh And you can tell when some people didn't want to even seem like they didn't want to be there or they look at you like you're dirt and stuff like that, not thinking that they could be in that same place. Yeah, And um, you could tell the ones that had the love of God and the compassion of the Lord, and they would come to you, pray with you, and they'd stay that right with you. And I was even there one time when they told the people in the shelter that we're not going to leave yet. We still want to minister to people. (laughs) And it seemed like the people in the shelter wanted, um, the people that were over it, wanted the people to go ahead and leave because people were actually getting delivered right there in the dining room. And people were getting prayed for and coming back to the Lord. And it was just awesome. And what I thought was awesome, looking at them, it seemed like they wanted them to go, trying to rush them out. But they they wasn't going to everybody, you know, got prayed for that wanted prayer and deliverance. So I thank you, praise God for that word, and so much of what you said is so true. When you look at it all, God looks at the, he wants a pure heart. Yes. And in my prayers, you know, I ask the Lord, create me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit, because I want my heart to be clean and pure before you, because I know um, it, it's going to take that. And there's so many things that can make your heart dirty by unforgiveness and different things like that, which in God's saying, if you don't forgive others, he won't forgive your trespasses. So all of those things, all of those things you said with just so much on time, I thank and praise God for it. And that's, that's my comment. Thank you so
2: much. God bless you.
4: Amen. Is there anyone else?
7: Well, I just wanted to um, have – well, I don't know what Jesus, I'm tired. <laughs> but I thank God for the word. Um, I thank God for Prophet B.K. having a word. Um, this is Prophet Michelle um, for inviting me on the line tonight. And um, the word was just totally, totally awesome. And what I love about your message is that um, you talk with such transparency, and that's one of the things um, that I believe – a lot of the um, the church is missing um, people that are teaching from a place of not just transparency but experience. You know,
5: yeah.
1: you,
7: and you gave your testimony
1: <clears throat> and um,
7: what you had experienced in the church, and you wasn't afraid to do it. You know, you were, you spoke boldly about it, um, but you sound to me um, like a woman that's been sent on a mission. And in this hour, we're missing people that are that are not sent. We got a lot of yeah. them that's just going. They, you know, they're not sent.
1: And when you're mm-hmm. sent,
7: you're going to have that boldness within you. And it's, it's almost like um, John the Baptist and John when they was in the book of Acts when they got arrested, um, the Bible said that they rose up and spoke with the Holy Spirit with boldness. And so mm-hmm. I think that, that same boldness is upon you that even though that you you were brought up in that tradition, you were brought yes. up in a time where the tradition was heavy. God did not allow you to be afflicted or affected by what was going on back then, but He graced you and he and he kept his hand upon you for this time right here, and the boldness that he wanted to release upon that he was releasing upon you then is now he's now using it in this hour for his glory and so I just thank you for being obedient. God and coming on and um, bringing the word from a place of transparency and talking about your experience because I'm a part of the younger generation, and um, I always tell my generation, the ones that I minister to, that it has to be a balance. You know, God is just not um, killing off the old generation because we need The younger generation need the older generation, and the older generation need the younger generation. And so we have to find balance to learn from each other, and that's what this younger generation needs, to know that there are people that was brought up in that time that see what we probably see today and that are bold enough to come up out of there and say, you know what, that's tradition, that was wrong, this is the right way of doing it, and be bold enough to stand up and say, this is the right way to do it, and let's do it. So I thank you for your for the word that you brought on tonight, and I just want to encourage you to just keep speaking the word of the Lord. Keep saying what God tells you to say. Continue to be bold. Um, and, and, and bold as a lion. That's what I hear. Bold as a lion. Continue to be bold as a lion. Um and, and God is gonna prepare you. God is he's already prepared you and he's still preparing you, uh, for what um some things I'm trying not to go over into it, but, you know, just some things that God is um things that God is um things are ready to happen to you. You know what I'm saying? You're getting ready to face a woman of God. God is just preparing you. Um, He's prepared you for some things, and he's still yet preparing you for some things that are ahead. And so I'm excited about what he's
5: doing. I'm
7: glad that I was on here tonight to really hear what God is doing through you. It's awesome, and I'm so encouraged on tonight. The word that you brought it really encouraged me to really just say what God says. Don't be yeah. afraid to. Don't be afraid to be different. Don't be afraid to speak up and say what's right and what's wrong. You don't know, the Holy Spirit will continue to cover you, and that's what I just wanted yeah. to um, also tell you that the Holy Spirit is covering you. There is a on you. There is a fire that God has released upon your feet. Um, I don't want to flow out of order, but you know, woman of God, just be blessed.
4: You have liberty, and you know this. Oh, I have
7: liberty. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) well, woman of God, there is a fire that God has released, not just in your belly, but even up under your feet. I actually see you standing on fire and I hear the word pursue, pursue, and God is telling you in this season to pursue, pursue all, pursue everything that He's telling you to do. And He said, Don't hold nothing back. He said if you could
5: Hallelujah.
7: use you, He's gonna speak through you. He said you have been sent for such an hour as this. He said you are bold as a lion and the word of truth. He said you are not many people today that, that are carriers of the truth. You know, we talk about the glory carriers, but God
5: yeah. is up
7: a generation that are going to be truth carriers. And he said, you are a part of that remnant. You are a remnant that carries the truth. And don't be afraid to speak up and say what thus saith the Lord. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. I receive that. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was telling someone recently that I keep trying to go behind the curtain and God keeps pointing at that X in the middle of the stage. Get, stand on that X in front in the spotlight. Come from behind the curtain. You have much to say. Yes. So I thank you for the confirmation. I thank you so much, woman of God. Thank you so much.
7: And much to say. You know, it's that truth. It's that truth. And I, I really, really want to stress that the
5: truth. Yes.
7: Um, everybody don't carry that truth. You can have a boldness. But not be speaking truth. you in alignment. Amen. And I hear God saying that very clearly and very strongly. You're in alignment. You are in alignment in this season. You're not to
5: Hallelujah. the
7: right. You're in alignment, which means that anything that's coming down from heaven, whether it's the blessings, whether it's the word, you're going to get everything that you're supposed to get in this season because you are in alignment. And that truth that God has lying on the inside of you is getting ready to spill out, and it's going to be rivers of living water just pouring outside of you. And I believe I heard you say that you're getting ready to be ordained after you get ordained you're going to be different you're not going to even recognize yourself your hearing is going to begin to get sharper god is going tune your ear even stronger as soon as hands is laid upon you you're not going to even know what
5: mm-hmm. happened you're going
7: to sit back and you're going to be asking yourself Lord, what happened to me you know i'm not the mm-hmm. same person i used to be you know the bible says that behold when we come to christ we're new creatures you're yes. new in god God is getting he's pushing you all the way out and you're getting ready to be new in him and you're gonna be unrecognizable to that old traditional man. Hallelujah <clears throat>
5: hallelujah. <clears throat>
1: hallelujah.
5: Hallelujah, bless you, hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
3: Is there anyone else? Uh, anyone up? Um, excuse me. Anyone off?
4: Blessed. Um, I see someone with the screen name Blessed with Thirty. Um, Prophetess Jennifer, do you have any words? Look, I, look, I just call you out on Front Street. <laughs> um, Apoc- yes, films.
0: yes, I do. This is this is Jennifer.
4: Woman Amen. of God.
0: Very precise, very honest, heartfelt. And you know, you can tell when someone really believes what they are saying. And you do. And it's so evident. I mean, you know, your articulation of the word and the expression that comes from you. What I what I could see was is, is like the honesty and the preciseness of Apostle Paul, and then Deborah came to mind. You know, you have you have that behind you. I know you probably heard that before, but you you do you have that sharpness, kind of cut right through the word and just give it. It's it's almost like you you can deliver it in such a way oh. that. You can scold, but yet you'll be thanked for it. It's you do it in a loving way. You you have the love of God behind every word that you say,
5: and you.
0: You, you you don't cut cut people down, but you cut through the mess to try to reach them. There's a difference. Yes, yes, and, yes. And and I I thank God for you and what God's doing in your life, and. God Himself allowed you to go through a lot of the things you've gone through and the messes you've seen in the ministry and in yeah. church and and you know not only in your your father's ministry but other ministries because he wanted to teach you how not to be.
5: Yes. Yeah.
0: Because of this time that's coming now. He shaped and molded you for the ones that you'll be ministering to. And that, yes. that brutal honesty that's done in love is what's going to change lives. And God will add anointing to your words. And we need more prophets, prophetesses, ministers of the gospel that can deliver the word in boldness, but through love, the love of God, to show the love of God because his truth is love. It is, yes, yeah. Lord. And, you know, yes, it may hurt. The truth hurts sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Bible says he chastises those whom he loves. So yeah. I'm thankful for you. And I just say, God bless you. And congratulations on your ordination. And, you know, you just be blessed. And I just know everything that you touch will be blessed. Yeah. Everything you say We'll be blessed, and will bless others and change lives. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. God bless you.
3: Is there anyone else? Apostle Sam. Amen. Um Well, amen. I think that is all. Um
4: if there be no one else We thank God for the word on tonight, um, coming through Minister Teresa. Um,
3: I truly bless God for um, the
4: word once again. um, As I said, you really stirred um, some things in my spirit. Um, I just thank God for... um, for you um, and for what he's doing in you and through you um, and for the growth that I'm seeing. Um, God is truly awesome. Yes, Lord. um, And there is none like him. And and as as I've always told you, um, one day, that's, you've you've had that somber, quiet, yeah. sweet, loving, simple, yeah. teaching spirit. But one day, I'm going to look out. God's going to allow us to be in the same service, and you gonna be up on, up on the pulpit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look up, and, I, and I'm going to see you with that hand on that hip. And the Lord's going to let you let loose, and you going to throw that head back and stomp that foot, and it's going to be a wrap. Fire. I'm going to jump up, and I'm going to holler to the top of my lungs, you better
2: preach, Paula. <laughs> That's fire, huh?
4: Exactly. I'm waiting on it. Mm-hmm. mm
2: mm-hmm. I'm waiting. It's brewing. see.
4: God, God takes us through those seasons. Mhm. Cause uh, I had been in teaching mode for a good minute, but uh, as you could tell, my my voice, uh, yeah. This this morning, um, after I had went through warfare and pulled some teeth and knocked some cattle over, um. Bless the name of Jesus. Um, we went on over the over the mountain, and and uh, he 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 let us preach on today. Yes. <clears throat> Bless the name of the Lord, and so and and so one day I'm gonna look up and I'm gonna see you, stomping your foot and holding your hip. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs>
1: Oh my
4: goodness, Lord! That's the that's the inside joke, Prophets Michelle, that we've always had because she's always had that sweet, somber, quiet mm-hmm. teaching mode.
2: That's my safety zone.
4: Oh, but would well, God bring you out that safety zone? Everybody better look out! Run, run for the border because mm-hmm. coming. I can't wait. Oh my
5: goodness.
4: But we truly bless God for each of you um, on tonight. As you all know, um, Fresh Fire does meet every Sunday night, 10 Eastern, 9 Central. Um, and then uh, on Thursday nights, we meet at 10 Eastern, 9 Central with, um, uh, with uh, uh, <clears throat> if I can talk, Apostle Eb Dinell Sims for uh, the encounter the same dialing number the call ID is 80702 um we do apologize um for this past Thursday um, he had called me i was um i saw the missed call and so much transpired i had forgot to call him back uh to find out that he had service this past Thursday so for those of you that did try to call in um please uh, forgive us. Um, you will be on Thursday, right, Apostle? You must be on mute or passed out, but I I will find out um, for definite to let you know ahead of time um, this coming Thursday um, at 10 o'clock for the encounter. Um, the call ID 80702. Um, by way of announcements, um, <clears throat> keep your eyes and ears open. Um, yours truly will be headed to Capitol Heights, Maryland, um, the second Sunday in March, March the 12th, um, ministering for the pastoral anniversary of, um, pastor and lady Gordon. I don't know his first name, um. As soon as I find that out, I'll let you know. But the name of the church is Better is the End Ministries in Capitol Heights, Maryland. We we will be there um, the second Sunday in March, bringing forth the word of the Lord. Um, so those of you in the Capitol Heights DMV area, we will be heading in your direction um, the second Sunday in March. Um in the beginning, it was supposed to be um a five p a five p m service uh last I heard it may be that morning and evening, so they're still trying to finalize uh what they're going to do if I'm preaching just that evening or that morning and evening um and as soon as i let you as soon as i uh, get word, I will let you know uh we do have some other engagements that are being finalized uh for Jackson, Tennessee. And uh, one other, I forget where it is, but as soon as it's finalized, we will let you know. Keep us in your prayers. Um, If you would like to contact us, you can email us at freshfireministriesonline at gmail.com. If you would desire to sell, you you can log on to paypal.me forward slash prophet BK Thompson. I'm grateful to God uh, this past Friday. The Lord blessed us to see 35 years of life. Amen. We turned 35 years old, and we're grateful to God. Amen. Um, We got a year older. Amen. Um, Uh, And a year, uh, amen, another year, grateful. Amen. And uh, I took the five and the three, combined them together, and got the number eight, which represents new beginnings. And so I'm grateful for all that God is getting ready to do amen, in this new year um, for this new year of life for me. Amen, I'm expecting the great exploits. Let us pray um, for our president. My phone has been going off like crazy uh, with Yahoo News alerts. Um, Things are really becoming ridiculous. Um, Things are becoming truly out of hand and are really starting to make no sense whatsoever. Um, I don't know how many of you are really paying attention, uh, to the news, are really paying attention to what's going on. But if ever, if ever, have you ever, will you ever, if ever, uh, there has been a time to pray, the time is now because things are really looking crazy. Um, and so it's really time to pray. Um, there's a lot of people that are really um, that are really going off the deep end, I believe, okay. and I say it uh, just 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 because I can and I will. Um, I really fear for some people uh, because there's a lot of folks saying that uh, the Holy Ghost said this and the Holy Ghost said that. Concerning him being God's man and we have people putting pictures on Facebook of him sitting in the Oval Office and Jesus overshadowing him. Um, Lord. L- let me tell you there's there is one thing that you don't understand um nor do you realize. Um there's a picture um, of of uh what we- what we thought was jesus and I'm getting ready to um let you all go. There's a picture of what we thought was Jesus, you know the pictures um that you used to see hanging in the in the old in the old uh black churches and in the yeah uh with the white man with the woolly hair and everybody yes. would say oh that's jesus um, or uh what not like the like jesus um on his knees in the garden or jesus standing mm-hmm. at the door knocking all these pictures we saw hanging um in the Baptist churches and in in the Kojic churches coming up as a child, we've seen them everywhere. If you do a search on Google Nation, that is actually not a picture of Jesus Christ. It's yeah. actually a picture of a man named Caesar Borgia. I believe I'm saying it right. But just spell it C E S A R E B. B-O-R-G-I-A. And the man is actually the male lover of Leonardo da Vinci.
2: Oh, my goodness.
4: Those are actually nowhere near pictures of Jesus Christ. If you do research on Google Nation of those pictures of Christ, they are not pictures of Jesus Christ. The man's name is Caesar C E S A R E, last name Borgia B O R G I A, and he was the male lover of Leonardo Leonardo da Vinci. Wow! The same identical picture will come up of the same exact man. And for years, people have thought that that was a picture of Jesus, and they've had these pictures in their churches forever and a day long. Some still have them in their houses. My grandmother had the same pictures in her house coming up as kids. My dad has a picture in his living room right now of this same man. Wow. Jesus. We have got to be on our post and begin to pray and seek the face of God. Yes,
0: Lord. They've got
4: pictures of this man hovering over Donald Trump in the Oval Office saying that he is spirit-led and he is led of the Holy Ghost and he's God's man. And my phone has been going off with Yahoo News notifications just about every hour since Friday of nothing but chaos in the United States of America. We have got to get on our faith and seek the face of God.
6: Yes. Well, because
4: if we don't, we don't know what we're up against.
6: Yes. yes, yes. I agree on that. Yeah.
4: There have been so many posts on Facebook where he has frozen government funds and people working for the government. One man posted a thing on Twitter that was, that was shared on Facebook, and he said, if I knew who you was and what you were going to do, I would have never voted for you. And now I'm having issues and I'm unable to take care of my family and my children, and why are you doing this? And blase, blase, blah, and people's then started petitions to have President Trump impeached, and they then started petitions, uh, yeah. wanting him, uh, wanting him to force himself to resign, and things of that nature. It is about to get dangerous. Mm-hmm. Very, very. If we There's don't begin the- to call on the name of Jesus. As Minister, Minister Teresa said earlier, if we don't begin to call on 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, mm-hmm. if my people, yes, Lord, we have gone, <clears throat> we have gone around for too long. Lazy, operating out of the spirit of slumber, without a care in the world. While President Obama was in office thinking America was so great.
5: Yep. Yep.
4: Now this man is in office because all these folks was on TV saying this man was God's man. Yep. I didn't vote for him. I'll be the first to tell you.
5: No, nope, I didn't either. either.
4: But if we don't get to praying and we don't get to we don't get to seek in the face of God it's about to get really scary.
5: Yes, Lord.
4: It's about to get really scary. Peop I I just look at how these cancer patients and how he how he's done signed a bill to to stop uh the insurance coverage and all of this stuff for all of yep. these people, yes, child health insurance protection for yep. kids, but yet, and still now the saints who put him in office want him out but but you put him there,
2: they called him their savior, you know uh-huh. that's the, he's nobody's savior. We only have one. Right.
4: Right. So it is time to get to praying because I'm telling y'all, if you have the Yahoo Mail app on your phone, Mm -hmm. Yahoo has been blowing my phone up because there has been so much going on since Friday. It has literally became messy. I mean, people have been protesting at the airports because yeah. of these immigration uh, these immigration appeals that he just signed. People can't come into the U.S. and the, and the U.S. can't go into these foreign countries. And so they've yeah. been literally protesting at the airports where people can't even catch a flight from one city to another in the United States.
2: And then the people who were outside the U.S. with green cards can't come back in. No. Athletes, professors, uh, professionals, doctors—all of those folks can't. They have legal green cards and have lived here for years and can't return.
4: Right. I saw a post where where a mother had went. A mother had went wherever she, wherever she was originally from to visit and now that he signed this um she can't come back here for 90 days you are right
2: they sent her back she was already on her way back and she stopped they she stopped in another country to catch her connecting flight and they deported her back
3: and and, and her kids are here
4: her family is here yes we have got to pray, y'all.
2: I'm serious. It's a dangerous time.
4: We have literally got to pray, and so now these these other countries are saying, "Well, if he's doing that, then the U.S. is not welcome over here."
2: And they're going to um, remove all of our citizens and send them back.
4: Right.
3: We have literally got to pray.
4: Yes, yes,
5: yes, yes,
4: yes. Just like you said, if my people, my phone, Prophetess Michelle, my phone has been literally blowing up to where I've had to put it on silent because of Yahoo News notifications. And every last one has said, Trump, 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 Trump. Yep. It, it is literally that crazy. We must literally begin to seek the face of God. Prophetess Valerie Moore, I'll say this, and then and then I'm going, to, I'm going to uh shut up for real. Prophetess Valerie Moore had prophesied a few months ago. Um, the Lord had showed her that He would not be president. If the saints begin to pray, Mm -hmm. if the saints would get on their face, if the saints would get back on their post and get back in position the way they should be, nobody paid any attention. All they heard was Donald Trump's not going to be the president. Mm So when. The election began, and he started winning all of these states. They came for her. Well, when she ministers, her services are, are always periscoped. And then they put them on YouTube. And she was in Virginia during that service. Because most of the time, when I can, I watch her on periscope because mm-hmm. cause I've, I've, I've known Val for years. Yeah. And she she found the video and she she had her administrative team to pull it up and she, she she went back on Periscope and she said, You all are not paying attention. She said, I'm not a false prophet, but what I told you all, the Spirit of the Lord told me was that if the saints of God would get in position back on their post and pray that he would not be the president, but you all did not do your part. Nope, they didn't. Mm-mm. Brian Cohen had said the same thing two years ago at Rob Parsley's church in the midst of camp meeting. Tara and I was there. He said the Lord showed him the next president was mm-hmm. going to be a female. I've got the I've got the DVD. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he himself said, "You all must pray."
5: Mm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. You all got to get on your post. You all must pray. You all must seek the face of God. Mm-hmm. Go home and seek the face of God.
2: Yes. Yes. Yes.
4: There's always a
1: prerequisite
2: mm. Mm. to the
4: manifestation. There's always a prerequisite to the fulfillment of mm. the word of God that God has spoken.
2: Yes, Lord.
5: Mm. Yes, Lord. The people hear
4: a word and they take mm. it and they run with it.
1: Yes, Lord. Mm.
3: Mm. Mm. They take it and they run with it.
4: But as you said, if my people. Yes. So let's keep these things covered and in prayer because truly it's praying time.
5: Yes, it is.
4: We don't have time to waste anymore. But it's time to truly seek the face of God Again, Minister Teresa, thank you for coming on tonight and sharing the Word of God. We were truly blessed and we appreciate you and the God in you. And this time we're going to, (laughs)
1: Lady
4: T's in the other room saying, Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) she would have me cracking up. (laughs) <laughs> um, at this time, we're going to turn it back into your hands for last words, amen, and that you can dismiss us from this place.
2: Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much once again, man of God, for allowing me the opportunity to be used of God on tonight. I pray that the word was received. I pray that we will be able to apply it to our lives. I thank each person for speaking words into my life. Um, many of you, it was confirmation things that I have not discussed with anyone. As the things that God has shown me, He's revealed to me. I've had visions of certain activities and certain things that He's going to do in my life. He's already shown me that this year there will be drastic changes in my life, and so I'm excited about them. I'm, you know, a little apprehensive, but you know, if if God calls me to do something, as the woman of God said, I have to be bold. And I have to do it. And I, my desire is to please him and not man. Amen. Um, did you want me to do the closing prayer? Or? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you for once again speaking to us on tonight. Lord, we thank you for revealing to us the concerns that you have, those things that grieve you about us, God. Lord we ask that you continue to strengthen our hands as we build we continue to build your kingdom. Lord, we know that you have full control of everything that concerns us including our government. Lord, we're going to pray, we're going to seek your face and not your hands. We're going to yield to you. We're going to continue on the battlefield. We're going to continue to win souls for Christ. Lord, we know that you will reveal your plan as far as it relates to our country, God. We ask that you will bless our people, keep a hedge of protection around them, God. Lord, there's something in the atmosphere. We don't know what it is, but Lord, we're leaning and depending and trusting in you. We know that you make no mistakes. We know that what you allow it is your divine will. Lord, I ask that you will touch uh um, um, Prophet B.K. Thompson's ministry, God, whatever he stands in the need of, I ask that you will pour resources into his household and his ministry, I ask that you will fortify him, God. I thank you for blessing him with a wonderful woman of God as his his helpmeet, his companion. God, Lord, I ask that you continue to fortify their marriage. God, Lord, I ask that whatever he stands in the need of, that you you shall provide it. Lord, I thank you for everyone who was on the line tonight who heard the word from on high. I thank you for everyone that you allowed to speak a word into my life. I thank you for confirmation, God. Lord, we love you and we honor you. I ask that you will bless everyone to have a Productive week in Jesus name I pray amen
3: Amen